Welcome to the Placebo Magic Podcast, the podcast about teaming up with your superstitious brain. I'm your host, Durmak, the wizard and peasant lord of this vast ten-acre realm of Habdur, also known as Farm Code Gary, also known as Garrison Benson. Greetings, placebo mages. Our topic for today is the two different types of belief that we can hold. On the one hand, you have your conscious beliefs, the beliefs that you know that you hold. We also call these your rhetorical beliefs or your explicit beliefs or even your worldview. On the other hand, you have your subconscious beliefs, the beliefs that you instinctively react to in the moment. Uh, we could also call these your magical beliefs or your implicit beliefs. From a Freudian standpoint, we could also say that uh, the one is your superego beliefs and the other is your id beliefs. Um, to live a healthy and helpful life, it's imperative to understand the difference between them and to understand how they act on us in our day-to-day -day lives. And to practice placebo magic, it's important to understand these two different types of belief because magic is basically a method for communication between the conscious reasoning mind and the subconscious behavioral mind. The fact is that for most of us, our behavior does not always match our rhetorical beliefs. We might consciously believe that spending an hour browsing Facebook would make us unhappy, but we might do it anyway because our subconscious believes that there's something to gain. Or we might consciously believe that white people and black people are equally trustworthy. In other words, our rhetoric might be free of racism. But when we're walking down an unfamiliar city street at night, our hearts might beat a little faster and our palms might sweat a little if we see a big muscular black guy walking towards us as opposed to a big muscular white guy. Now imagine how that difference might be multiplied if you were a judge or a juror or an armed police officer or a landlord or a manager looking to hire a new employee. We have to understand that it's possible for factors to affect our decisions and our behaviors without our explicit knowledge. Not only is it possible, it happens almost 24-7. The vast majority of what we do is guided by our subconscious beliefs, our magical beliefs, our behavioral beliefs. So when those subconscious beliefs are causing problems for ourselves and for our society, like when they include racial biases, we have to learn how to observe them, understand them, and change them. Now, in my own anecdotal experience, the people I've spoken to who don't believe that racism really exists in the modern world seem to be utterly convinced that they fully know and understand all the workings of their own brains. They can't conceive of the idea that it's possible for them to act contrary to their rhetorical beliefs without knowing it at the time. But we do this all the time. I live in an area without any poisonous snakes, and I still jump when I see a snake, even though it's irrational to do that. I feel emotional reactions to fictional stories, even though in my rhetorical thinking I know that they're not real. And believe it or not, sometimes I eat food that I know is bad for me because my subconscious usually believes it needs more fat, sugar, and salt. And when there's a deep disharmony between rhetorical beliefs and subconscious beliefs, that can sometimes just cause a lot of inner pain and suffering as you feel like you're at war with yourself. But even worse, it can also often cause others to see you as hypocritical and to lose trust in you. Um, to practice what you preach means to bring your two levels of belief into harmony with one another. So the task is to bring your subconscious or magical beliefs and your conscious or rhetorical beliefs 
into harmony, but they don't need to be identical beliefs. In fact, I don't even think it's possible for them to be identical because they are operating in such different ways. Magical beliefs are grounded in the body, in your emotions and your behaviors and your physiology, while rhetorical beliefs tend to be more abstract and more disembodied. Magical beliefs tend to skew ever toward irrationality. New magical beliefs form automatically without you explicitly deciding to hold those beliefs, and without going through any kind of rigorous scientific process or argumentative process to try to separate truth from falsehood. When it comes to magical beliefs, these unseen beliefs that shape your emotional life and your behavior, truth and falsehood are kind of behind the, beside the point. What's more important is to distinguish helpful beliefs from unhelpful beliefs. If your subconscious thinks that a donut will make you feel good, that's probably an unhelpful belief. If your subconscious believes that people with lighter skin tones or male reproductive organs make better employees, that's an unhelpful belief. If your subconscious believes that there is no God, well, scientific studies on the brains and the lives of religious people versus atheists would suggest that not believing in God is an unhelpful belief, even though science would also strongly suggest that there is no God. On the other hand, believing that God is constantly judging your actions throughout each day, that's probably an unhelpful belief. If your subconscious believes that using your enchanted pen will make you a better writer, that's probably a helpful belief, because it probably actually works due to the placebo effect. Uh, it probably helps you to remove writer's block. If your subconscious believes that drinking herbal tea will relieve stress, that's a helpful belief. Now, I'm not trying to say that truth and falseness don't matter. It's just that they don't matter much at that level of belief. At the rhetorical level, on the other hand, truth and falsehood matter a lot. It's very important to understand scientifically that most alternative medical practices are no better than placebos. If you're George W. Bush and you feel like God is telling you to invade Iraq, it's very important to understand that that sense is actually coming from your own brain, not from an omniscient supernatural being. It's very important to understand the psychological mechanisms that make a Ouija board seem like it's really working, or that make it seem like a God is sending you signs to behave a certain way or another. It's very important to understand whether a politician is telling you the truth, even if your intuition, your magical belief system, suggests that he's a solid guy. It's very important to understand whether or not vaccines cause autism. They don't. At least not according to any evidence that's been presented. But here's the secret. You can use irrational subconscious beliefs in the service of sound and virtuous rhetorical beliefs. And that's where the practice of placebo magic comes in. Magical rituals allow you to create or modify your subconscious beliefs. If you can learn to suspend your disbelief properly for a little while, just like you would when you go to see a movie or a play, then you could, for instance, conduct a ritual to enchant a magic pen that helps you to eliminate writer's block. You could sanctify a space in your home so that entering it helps you be calm and collected. You could create an amulet uh, that would help you to protect you from being tempted by impulse purchases. Just because these are irrational beliefs doesn't mean they're not in service to your rational rhetorical beliefs, especially as a practitioner of placebo magic specifically. Because we placebo mages in our rational minds understand that these rituals are actually a psychological trick, a way to hack your brain, these two types of belief come together in harmony rather than fighting against each other and tearing each other down. Our magic doesn't make us less scientific thinkers. 
our scientific thinking doesn't make the world devoid of meaning and purpose. With placebo magic, for instance, it's possible to gain all of the psychological benefits of believing in God without actually sacrificing your fidelity to the truth. You can believe in God or any number of different gods on the subconscious level and disbelieve on the conscious level and without ever venturing into the realm of hypocrisy as long as you can develop both a healthy separation between the layers of belief and a healthy communication between the layers of belief. Now, speaking of communication, um, the practice of magic can also help to improve communication in the other direction, from your subconscious to your consciousness, through a few different mechanisms. Many of the traditional methods for divination, for instance, provide a window into the subconscious. Basically, any method that leaves room for interpretation, whether it's tarot card readings, crystal ball gazing, Ouija boards, automatic writing, dream interpretation, or even just observing so-called signs in your life. After all, the coincidences that you notice often have more to do with your subconscious, with what your subconscious is interested in, than with what's objectively happening. Conventional spiritual traditions interpret all that information from divination as coming from supernatural entities, but in placebo magic we understand, at least on the rhetorical level, that it comes from ourselves. Even though on the subconscious level of belief, we might still experience it as coming from outside ourselves. We treat it as valuable information and often useful intuition to aid in making decisions, but we take it all with a grain of salt. Besides magical practices, you can also use mindfulness meditation to develop a greater ability to observe this stream of stimuli and responses as it passes through your mind. It's a great way to inspect your prejudices, for instance. Sometimes just visualizing people from different races or cultures or political persuasions can produce a, a physiological reaction, and mindfulness meditation allows you to observe that reaction and learn from it to help you understand your subconscious beliefs, your implicit biases that are maybe not helping to make the world a better place. And with mindfulness meditation, you can diffuse the power of those beliefs and create more opportunity to intercept them in the moment so that you're not operating on autopilot all the time. For instance, you can teach yourself to observe your emotional state each time you reach for your smartphone so that you can find better ways to react to those emotions. Because mystical practices, like mindfulness, help to diffuse the power of magical beliefs they create more space for your rational mind to come in and inspect things and learn. And when your rational mind understands your subconscious, that helps you to bring your rhetorical beliefs about yourself closer to the truth. It helps your ego to match reality. So instead of going around telling people that you don't have a racist bone in your body, you can instead tell them the truth, that you do have some implicit biases, and that you're working on changing them. Hopefully in the meantime, you're also working to mitigate their negative effects in the world uh, through structural changes, systemic changes. And when you have a clearer understanding of yourself, then you can adapt your magical practice to direct your subconscious in a more fruitful direction. So by improving the communication in both directions, you can create this beneficial cycle in which your rhetorical beliefs keep moving forward toward truthfulness and your subconscious beliefs keep moving forward toward helpfulness, effectiveness. Your rhetorical beliefs captain the ship, your subconscious beliefs do the rowing, and with the two working in harmony at their separate but both important tasks, you can keep the ship moving in a positive direction for yourself and for our society.
And now it's time for the spell of the week. The spell of the week this week is a ritual to enhance your creativity. Alright, so you will need a drum. Ideally a magic drum, but if you if you want you can try this out with just about anything that you can drum on. Like an upside down five gallon bucket or even just your uh, thighs. Um, if it helps you, then you can upgrade later if you want. Also, this spell works best if you have an ongoing working relationship with the local spirits of your neck of the woods. But there's no time like the present to start that relationship. So, you want to sit down, ideally in the place where you plan to do your creative work. At your desk, or your easel, wherever. Start by playing the drums slowly and quietly. Clear your mind of all thoughts and judgments. Over the course of a minute or two, gradually increase the tempo and the volume. And as you do so, get more and more animated in your arms, shoulders, neck, and head, moving along with the rhythm. When you've been playing very loudly for a while, yell out to the local spirits. Spirits of Haldur! Ask them to come upon you and animate you with creative power. Come upon me with creative power! Keep drumming for a minute or two, and then stop. And then immediately start working on your art. You can find the Placebo Magic Podcast and my poetry and other writing on the web at farmcodegary.com. Send your feedback to farmcodegary at protonmail.com and let me know if I can read your feedback on the show. Music is by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com and licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 license. You can support the show by giving us a review on your podcast app of choice, sharing an episode with a friend, or becoming a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash placebomagic. Patreon supporters also gain access to our Patreon-exclusive bonus show. Remember, magic is a metaphor, and metaphor is magical.